drinking with Gary and Elliot. Oh, yeah. They drinking yep. with Gary and Elliot. Elliot, the music's playing. I hear it. With Gary and you, can you hear the music? I hear it coming out of your cans. Oh, I've got cans, Elliot. you got, got cans for weeks. I do. They, you know what they call me in Sherman Oaks? Uh, please enlighten the us. The man with the cans. <laughs> Nobody else in Sherman Oaks has headphones. I wish That's I true. Did. That's true. Uh, was that Deep Bradley Baker I heard in the background? I, I believe. Maybe. I believe it is. No, Maybe it Elliot, is. Yeah. Introduce the show because I have something. I'm going to eat some guacamole and radishes right yep. now. And I have something I got to say to America. By right. the way, thank you, Kelvin Brown, for that uh, theme music. Yes, thank you, Kelvin. Hey, uh, shall I? All right, are we ready? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. We're so thrilled to be back after our, our little uh, summer hiatus. Welcome to another episode of Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. I am your host, Elliot Blake. Sitting across from me is my equi host, mm-hmm. Gary. Anthony Williams. Anthony. Gary Anthony Williams. Williams. Gary Anthony Williams. I really like to drink. I like to drag it mm. out, and you mm. like to just boom. I want right to say my name five or six times, because this young man sitting to my left. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Or if we spin the world the other way. Yeah. Sitting to your right. Mm-hmm. My left. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's the same thing I just said. Mm-hmm. This young man young. said, "Gary, say your names as many times. First of all, have three names, and say them as many times as you can." That's the key to success. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. D. Bradley Baker. Yeah. Woo. Hi, America. <laughs> oh, boy. He is not feeling it. Can I? Can I, can I just, he, he warned me of this, too. That he wasn't, he's yeah. like, he wasn't feeling it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to just get it right out. Say it. Right now. Do it. D brought us uh, a snack. Mm, the mm, first mm. guest to oh ever bring us a snack. Mm-hmm. The only guest I think that truly respects us mm-hmm. because he's brought us a snack. He's brought us guacamole that he's made himself uh, with delicious chips and radish chips. And it's unbelievably delicious guacamole. So if you hear us chewing today and, and making rapturous noises, mm-hmm. it's because we're eating delicious, delicious I hope snacks. you relish it as much as I. This guacamole, yesterday I ate at a place called Mercado and I was like, this guacamole is ridiculously good. Now, this D. Bradley Baker, the DBB, mm-hmm. what vegetables did you stick up in here? Well, this is, this is Gary, this is packed with multitude of phytonutrients. Oh, Ooh. I love phytos. We've got avocado. Uh-huh. We have our friend the lemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, uh, there's peppers in there. There's oh. onion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bit of garlic. Yes. And there's some um, <laughs> broccoli. We're 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 really we're we're t- trying to touch all the bases in mm. the vegetable kingdom. My bases has been touched by mm. the guacamole. I can see that. Now, D, here's how the show works. <laughs> we invite a guest. Mm-hmm. They don't bring a snack. <laughs> but we're what, angry. We're mm-hmm. angry for mm-hmm. the rest of the show because we don't get. Oh, but what does happen is Elliot makes them a drink. Mm-hmm. We sit down and we chit and chat, usually about the business, about life, whatever. But here's my deal. You're D. Bradley Baker. I have one job, to get as many weird sounds coming out of your body oh. and onto the microphone oh, baby. and onto this show as I possibly can. Let's let's do it. Yeah, we'll talk about American Dad and we'll, we'll talk about all that. My really maybe. interesting life. Maybe. Maybe we will. We might talk about your love of Halloween. Oh, yes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. But what I know we're going to do is hear you make some sounds that people back home go, he ain't making that with his body. Elliot? Yes, sir. What? That right there. <laughs> How and why? Oh. Uh, Elliot. Yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? 
D. Bradley Baker is a man who needs drinks. And uh, I'm a man who likes to make a drink. Yep. Uh, I could use a drink. Yep. Uh, so I think our interests are, are aligned in a, in a very nice way. Now, he don't drink just anything. I don't. He, In fact, he refuses to drink water. Oh. Cat- categorically. He yeah. said, my body is made up of 90-something percent water. Why am I going to put more in there? I, it's, it's a good he question. He said, I can drink all the water I need by swallowing my own spit. Mm. What so did I, you make, D. Bradley <laughs> Baker? What's my alternative here? <laughs> well, instead of swallowing your own spit today... Uh, you, you told Gary, you told Gary that you, uh, uh, like a mezcal drink. Yeah. So, uh, I went into my book, uh, Create 100 Cocktails, a home bar guy's deep dive into the art of cocktail creation, mm. uh, and found, uh, a, a, a mezcal, uh, drink. Uh, if you're playing along at home, uh, this one's called the Samantha. It's in the, uh, agave drinks section of the book. Mm. Uh, the alternative name for it is the Smoking Ginger. I, the, 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 the person who backed the drink on Kickstarter got to name it, so he named it for his girlfriend. Hmm. Um, if this were to become a popular drink, I would say, let's call it a smoking ginger. Because it's got mezcal in it, which is smoky, mm-hmm. and it's got ginger in it, which is oh, gingery. It's ginger. So basically what this drink is is a, a riff on a penicillin, uh, which is a, uh, a scotch-based, uh, scotch-based drink, uh, which uses a smoky scotch and ginger and lemon uh, and... Um, uh, and syrup, uh, and it's a lovely, lovely drink. It's a modern classic. Um, this one uses mezcal in place of the scotch. It uses lime juice instead of lemon juice. It uses a little bit of agave syrup. It has some muddled ginger in there, uh, and uh, and some Saint Germain uh, elderflower. Oh, that's as, that as sounds enticing. I'm so I'm in, I'm enticed. So I'm gonna make it. We got to do it. So I'm just gonna get right into it. The yep. uh, recipe will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be on our Instagram. I would like for D to also put the recipe for his amazing guacamole. Absolutely. I hope people realize how delicious this really is. This is not just us. No, saying no, something nice about D. Bradley. Yeah, no, Baker. this is delicious guacamole, uh, and oh. it's going to do a wonderful job of keeping us from getting too too loopy on mezcal. Yeah. Good. So, uh, so I'm going to get into it. Yeah. So as I said, uh, recipe in the show notes. Mm. Uh, it'll be on our Instagram, yep. uh, which is which is at Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. Uh, and uh, and let's uh, let's go. Let's, let's do, it. do it. You guys start while I make the drink. You chit immediately. Follow immediately follow it with by a chat. A chat. Hi, D. Bradley Baker. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know what? It literally couldn't be going better. Nothing could possibly go wrong, as a lot of people know, and some people got mad at me about this last week. I'm irreversibly rich. Nothing bad could happen. And I know you're irreversibly rich as well. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad could happen to either of us that would take our money or our joy away. That's right. Yeah. Uh... I'm going to start with a couple of things. Okay. Number one, I met you, I don't know when, but I remember being in a sound booth with you. <laughs> yeah. And you start making some noises. I'm showing off. With your mouth. And I had never, ever, I'm a professional voiceover guy and a hairstylist. <laughs> I had never, ever heard those sounds coming out of your face ever in my life. And I would look. And it's like, does he have things inside? I was, I was literally looking like, do you have some applications in your mouth? I was like, does he have, are there tools he's using? And then I looked, I was like, no, that's just you doing some weird crap yeah. with your face. Yeah. How long have you been doing weird crap with your face? I didn't really start doing weird crap with my face until I moved to Hollywood. Um, I was doing weird sounds and vocal characterizations 
whenever I would get in front of people on the stage, that that was my, I was really a closeted voice actor in the late 80s, and I didn't realize it. But where were you in the late 80s? In, in Colorado. Okay. And uh, just trying to stand up with a buddy of mine. Uh, and he was a joke writer. He still is Aaron Shore. He's a, he's a writer for television, and he's uh, still a writer and very successful. Uh, still good friends. Um, and then we, but we were buddies in college together. Uh, we, we graduated from Colorado College. And uh, so my version of doing something on stage was just to, to do weird sounds and characterizations. Uh, you know, like cry like a baby or sing like a, a German praying mantis and act. You know, and, and these are things that people look at and you're either going to be okay. amused by this or okay. you're not going to so for, much be amused for, you, you know, I have one. I, I said it. I got to get as many sounds coming out of your face. Uh, a German praying mantis? Yeah, that sings Mozart. Could you could you thrill my ear holes with a little Well that's more straight ahead with that by men and welche Liebe fühlen fehlt auch ein gutes Herz nicht and then I'd poke my friend who was playing a guy with sunburned armpits in his armpit as 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 I was singing as you embody and and there's a physicalization that goes along physical, with it too. yeah because I, I, I was very uh, favorable to physicalizations at the, at the time as well, <laughs> which I, I have, have since distilled essentially into voice acting, which but, is to... But do you move a lot behind the microphone physically? Uh, as much you're... as I can, but ultimately just the, the, the physics of sound uh, confine you uh-huh. in, in terms of your, your movement. But, you know... Mentally, though, are you in there moving around? Yeah, well, mentally, it's like I see it. It's like I can see, I can see the story, yeah, or I can see the creature or the monster or whatever, and and so I, 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 I that informs whatever I'm doing with my body or face, but <laughs> I'm not always entirely aware of that. Do you ever see like a video of you and you're doing voiceover and go, "What the hell was my face doing at that moment?" Um, or are you like, "Yeah, that's that's what I thought my face looked like." I'm okay with. I mean, I like. I like hideousness. If you've seen my Instagram <laughs> posts of, 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 of selfies and such, I just yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of, of a really ugly, awful, grotesque, bizarre, not smiley necessarily yeah. selfie. I really like right that. On. Why do I have to smile? Yeah. There's a million things I can do right With now. With my face. I can act like I'm happy yep. or I can act anything. Yep. And so I'm going to do something weird. <laughs> so you were doing the stand-up. With yeah. a buddy. Yeah. Were you also doing regular acting or only yeah. the stand-up? Yeah, yeah. No, I do I do musicals, um, uh, singing telegrams. I was a mall Santa. I do uh, uh, Christmas carols, uh, summer Shakespeare. I would do anything I could just to perform. I like performing. Yeah. Did you come from a performing family or your mom and dad well, in that situation? Well, in, in, in a sense. My, my dad's a trombonist and played in big bands, and he's kind of a show-off, uh, but... Uh, but he's a trombonist. Yeah. So you can't get... I mean, <laughs> I, I've heard him kind of get wacky with the trombone. He oh. actually choreographed this thing once where he got a group of his students and they would they would pretend that they were flying in formation with trombones going... And they'd, and they'd walk around in formation on a stage, which is trombone humor. It's a very, it's, it's a very niche Ridiculous. form of humor. Uh, so... He he's kind of a show off and uh, and likes to perform and likes to be on a stage. So there is mm-hmm. that. There there is that in my family. And did your mom do it at all, or was she? Mom no. had a good singing voice, but she um, she did not like to perform. She didn't like to be. A, my dad tried to to construct this sort of von Baker family singers at Christmas <laughs> thing, 
and and we sounded good and he you know had a nice little christmas arrangement for us but uh but mom really didn't want to keep doing that. That wasn't her. Uh, that really wasn't her. So who was that? Was that you, your mom, your dad? Dad that he had and my brother and my sister. Okay. Yeah. And did they go into the uh, weird face making business? No, no. Uh, my sister's got a family in uh, in Colorado, and my brother is a doctor, and he's uh, he's living up in Minnesota. Wow. So you. You are the only one that just struck out like I'm going to go. I am, although I've got a nephew. My brother's son is living in Los Angeles, and he's uh, uh, doing on-camera acting and voice acting and such. And so there's there's is that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you leave Colorado. They kick. I assume they kicked you out. (laughs) I I doubt seriously you left on your own. I fled in the dark of night. Uh, actually, I left Colorado because Disney hired me to do improv and sketch shows out in Epcot. Down in Florida. Uh-huh, yeah. You, no, Wayne Brady was down there doing stuff. Was yes. this around the same time? That was exactly the same time. Oh, my I, God. I, <laughs> you I, and Wayne? I, I did shows with, with uh, I was in the varsity company at Theater Sports uh, there uh, in Sac Theater in Orlando yeah. for a couple of years. And I did shows with him, uh, you know. Twice, twice on Sunday, or twice on Saturday, twice on Friday, and uh, I learned a lot. I, I mean, Wayne was fantastic, and there were a lot of other fantastic players. Many of yeah. them came out here. Yeah. In fact, uh, for the SAC people listening in Atlanta right now, have you been down to Dad's Garage to SAC Theater down there? No, I've never been to Orlando uh, to Atlanta. I would love to go. I would love to go to Atlanta. Well, here's what they do: they get people. And they say, hey, come down and do some shows with us over the week. And then they pay you. And they put you up. But it's all those sack guys. It's, oh. it's all those guys from Well, see, from I'd, I'd love to say hi to them. I'd even, I mean, I'd love to go and t- teach a class and talk to them about voice acting and all. Because I think, I think improv is the best teaching that an actor can get. Or that a writer can get. Or that yeah. a parent can get. Um, and, you say and a parent? Parent. Oh, okay. You know, no, that too maybe. Oh, but but those that makes you smile. I'm gonna make, stop talking about me and just how, make sounds. No, do you know how? Ha- Look, it all makes me happy. But when I can see someone who can do something that I will never ever be able to do in my life. Uh, here's what you don't know about me. Uh, I grew up raising and slaughtering hogs. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. So when I hear that yep. situation. I grew up near a big feedlot in, in Greeley, Colorado, and that didn't hurt. <laughs> so, okay. So, for instance, that, that sound you just did right then. Mm-hmm. Is that something like, oh, I heard that a lot in the past, or do you get on the internet and go, I'm going to study up on some, some hogs. I'm going to study up on... Or is it? Well, it's, so- it's partially, it's more self-involved than that. Um, <laughs> it's, um, uh, I, I would listen to animal sounds and try to imitate those. Um, and, I, and I'll imitate sounds that I hear um, and see if it's something that's worth kind of collecting and refining. Mm-hmm. If, if it gives me um, expressive latitude. Mm-hmm. And if it does, then I'll kind of work it and sort of um, I'll <clears throat> refine it, so to speak. And then I just sort of have it. I, I remember it. And then I can dial it up whenever I need it. So you remember this stuff. You never record it like, oh, I got to keep I got to keep a recording I of that. I don't need to because it, 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 it's this wow. feeling. It's like I found a friend. 
and this I like going back to this friend and it calls to me and it, it it's it's always tapping on my shoulder asking to be uh, reawakened and, and it makes me want to do it more and just if I do it enough then suddenly it's like this it feels like it's part of this invisible vocabulary that's just latent that's just waiting to be uh, uh, ignited to, to be let out that's crazy in that it sounds it, kind of insane no yes well so these are my friends <laughs> see how they listen i think that's insane in a way that you're one of the most incredible voice actors i've ever met oh thank you i appreciate that i don't have to say that <laughs> Le- well i had to say that legally <laughs> But I also wanted to. Well, when, oh, you. you know, when someone brings you guacamole, you yeah, must, you must, you must acknowledge how great they are as voice actors. It's so healthy. Elliot, this young man over here. Yeah. I'm not young. Yeah. I'm 56. This I'm, young upstart. <laughs> this first timer. Yeah. He's talking about remembering all of these voices. They're like little friends in him. But if you go on IMDb, he's got something close to, and that, and I know IMDb is always behind. Yeah. But he's got something close to like 600 credits up there. It's an astounding amount of stuff. And yeah. I, if you watch cartoons at all, and I know this audience uh, does because, yeah. you know, they have to. Because they have to. They're legally required. If you listen to this show, you have to watch cartoons. Please watch cartoons. Um, <laughs> you know, and if you, if you look at the credits, like your name, D, is, is like, it, it seems like it's in every show. Well, they use me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It not, certainly not every show. Or are you using them a lot? Mm, that's right. I don't know if that. <laughs> I was trying to really make that mean something, hook it yeah. around. Who's the puppet master here? Yeah. yeah. Me or Hollywood? Right. <laughs> do, you, do you have an answer for that? or No, it's merely a question. Okay, well, for questions, Elliot, you got to shake up uh, the shakers. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. I'm going to shake the drinks. Mm. Shake the drinks. <laughs> oh, Elliot, those shoulder blades. Oh, yeah. Oh, when he gets those shoulder blades are working. Shake it up. You know, good times are a coming. That's it. Uh, may I ask you about some of your credits? Would you please? But I also want to find out because I was asking you about you. Le- they drove you out of Colorado. <laughs> you right. came out here because you, I mean, no, you went to Florida because yeah. of Epcot Center. Right. You and did the improv there. I did improv. I did, I did sketch shows, improv, uh, street trunk shows at, at, at uh, the World Showcase as well. And then I, I started doing the walk around Beetlejuice when um, you were Beetle, you were Beetlejuice you yeah, were the they, character when they opened up I was Beetlejuice who'd walk around and harass people which is it's a really fun it is fun to be Beetlejuice oh, it man. is really fun because you can go anywhere with Beetlejuice yeah you really can you, you can you can like you can kind of harass people <laughs> and everybody just laughs and they they totally get that. It's a joke, and it's, yeah. and it's okay, but but you can do it. So wow. I would go from doing, thank you, these squeaky clean, uh, well, essentially squeaky clean shows at Disney mm-hmm. to harassing people and dumpster diving as Beetlejuice and just wow. just being this total opposite. It was really fun. How long were you down there? At, at... I, I worked there four and a half years. Had a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. Not all, that, not all actors like working for a corporation like yeah. that. Some that I knew there, um, it's just, it's too much structure and they don't like the hierarchy of it all. Yeah. They, they want to do the kind of voluntary family of a theater show. Yeah. Which is fine. But, uh, but I, I liked it and, and it really, it, it taught me a lot uh, doing live performing and um, uh, just about the work ethic yeah. of always bringing the best that you can, whether there's two people standing in your audience or you have a gigantic audience. 
and that I think we you know translating that out to here is you've got to have that kind of attitude with auditions where you walk in it's like this look at this stupid little audition there's you know three or, or there's 200 people here who look just like me why do why should I even give any effort mm-hmm. when this could be something that blows up big turns into a series of things is made into a television you just you don't you know don't where know. anything yeah goes. you don't know so you always give it your best and yeah. that's your best shot uh, and for me it's I mean even now even beyond that now I, I, I the way I look at it now is I, I only want to give something that I'm really proud of that I really that I really love that I think really does it and if I can't uh, then I'm not going to submit an audition Wow so would you say Percentage wise, and you might not even know this, but you you have to go through and you look at. I think I can really have a good time with this and really add something to it, to it. Find joy in it, and it gets joy from what I got to give to it. Are you turning down a lot of that stuff and going, yeah, this just isn't isn't for me? No, or, I, I don't you... turn down most of it. There's just it's a it's a small percentage of stuff that I just say, either I'm not right for it. Yeah. Uh, generally, generally, I would just I would put it authentically that I, yeah. I just don't think I'm the right person to knock this out of the park gotcha um, I, I think it's a mistake for uh, an actor to audition for every single thing that's thrown at him or her mm-hmm. because uh, that's putting out less than good work yeah and that's how people remind remember you yeah. is, is of, of a choppy performance and I want people to remember me whether they hire me or not as having done something that was standout remarkable interesting fresh that was a really uh, interesting uh, active take on this yeah uh, wasn't quite right but but wow mm-hmm. uh, and that's not just to, not not just to throw something out there that's um that's self-indulgent or arbitrary yeah that's not what I'm saying at all yeah I hear it's you. something that always serves the story that serves the purpose and the tone of what they're trying to create and if I can't make something that gives something that I feel is really good for that, I I, I may I may not submit that. And you just let John DiMaggio do that? <laughs> just throw are you throwing all your Because a lot of people say the only reason DiMaggio has a career is because it's all the stuff you don't want to do. You just pass it on. Like let DiMaggio no, do it. No, that's not true. That's at all. really cool of you. That is that is really not true at all. No. I just want to start a beef between you and DiMaggio for no reason at all. That's I'm gonna, You're both very he, nice people. I I think I could, I think I can run from him. You can. But, I, I, but wrestling, no, I don't. No, think you're I'm, a squirmy. There's a squir- there's there's a power wrestler and a squirmy wrestler. You're squirmy. You're like grease pig wrestler. I am. I was told uh, that uh, Andrea Romano remarked recently that she wanted to. to um, Mount a production of The Odd Couple and have him and me uh, wow. do that. That would be kind of I would watch that. I, I kind of like that idea. <laughs> I would watch that every day and then twice on a Monday. It's because those are my slower days. Uh, Elliot, are the drinks prepared the drinks for us pre- to get into our mouths? The drinks are prepared to get into your mouths. Oh, because Dave? so far I've left, him, I've left him in Florida. Uh, what are we about to have? All right, we're about to drink a smoking ginger. It's mezcal. Del Maggi Vita Mezcal, one yep. and a half ounces. Three quarters of an ounce of fresh lime juice. A quarter ounce of agave syrup. Two slices of French fresh ginger that's been muddled. And, a, and a, with a float of a quarter ounce of St. Germain elderflower oh, liqueur. French fresh Cheers. ginger. Cheers, my friend. <laughs> okay, good. Hold on now. That works out pretty good. 
That's, I'm tasting the ginger. Oh, oh, oh yeah. hold on. That's smoky ginger. Yeah. Oh, that's delightful. I love Thank that. Thank you very much. That's just marvelous. I would call that the smoky ginger. Yeah. Cause it's, that's, why do I need to say more than that? You don't. Mm, smoky ginger. Not smoking ginger, but smoky. Yeah. Uh, which, either way, I'll either go way with that. I'll mm. go with either adjective. Mm. Yeah. I like that a lot. Thank you. That's delicious. Thank you, Elliot. I, just, I will uh, send you home with the recipe. Send me home with the rest of the bottle of it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Could you make him up a, a gallon jug of it? Uh, sure. Ah. So uh, when last I left you, uh, where, where were we? You were in Florida. Previously but on Gary and Elliot. I, want, I wanted to find out what was that thing that got you to Hollywood. Uh, the thing was, um, well, well, first of all, uh, that was a really great uh, uh, place where I could kind of discover what I do and learn from others who were better than I was. It's really important, I wow. think, for a performer to be able to, to perform with others who, are, who, who make you just feel just embarrassed that, that mm -hmm. they're so good and you are so insecure and don't know what you're doing. If, if, if you can learn into that situation and then find your own way of doing your own remarkable thing, then you've got something. And so happily, um, I had lots of venues to perform at, including doing improv mm -hmm. with Wayne Brady and Jonathan Mangum, Claire Sarah, um, uh, a, whole, a whole group of really talented, nice, good improvisers. And there's bad improv, and there's good improv, and this was very good improv. And so I, I had those skills uh, up and running that also kind of dovetailed nicely in with the live performing I would do at the theme parks. Had a really good singing teacher who was helping me out with my voice and strengthening my voice and stretching it, uh, finding ways to cope with um, the, the vocal load that I would, I would get from doing the, the different kinds of shows I was doing. Yeah, because especially with the live performances, you're trying to fill a big space with your yeah. voice. Yeah, and sometimes you have a, a microphone to assist, and sometimes you don't. Mm -hmm. uh, but you've got to do it, and you've got to do it every day, and you've got to do it five or six days a week, and you've got to do it you know, week in and week out. Um, and so you learn how to do that. Uh, you have to. And so I had all of that under my belt. Meanwhile, at the same time, coincidentally, happily, uh, Nickelodeon was was producing television shows. So was Disney. They were doing various things down there, thinking that was going to be a Hollywood East. Uh -huh. Didn't quite pan out that way. In any case, uh, the Nickelodeon was doing a show called Legends of the Hidden Temple, which I auditioned for, and I was a, I got hired to be the giant talking rock Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple. And I stood behind this giant rock and moved his mouth and talked and. <laughs> And then read the legend, which usually had different voices. And so I got to do that also in a live setting. And, and here I am reading copy and coming up with voices and then doing all this kind of improv shows. And all of these are things that are just kind of this, this is pointing towards animation mm -hmm. and, and voice acting. Mm -hmm. And Kirk Fogg, the host of Legends of the Hidden Temple, said to check out, come check out at Los Angeles, which sounded like a terrible idea because I didn't want to. I'd, I'd seen a PBS documentary about Los Angeles, about LA that just made it look like a hellhole, and and just it really just <laughs> what like what was this documentary? It was you know basically <laughs> I just remember just like the air is shitty, it's it's a mess of a city. You were probably watching work. old episodes of Dragnet. Well, <laughs> it was really foggy. <laughs> well, the seventies, the air was horrible. Yeah. In, in any case, I it just seemed like a horrible place to to live, and 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 Orlando, you know it it. It, it's prehistoric in a lot of ways, and, and there's, there's some scary things about Florida, but there's a lot of great opportunity, and life was good. In any case, um, 
uh, Kirk said, come check it out. And I did. And it looked kind of interesting and exciting. And so I said, yeah, let's do it. And I was uh, uh, fairly recently married. My wife was up for it. We're both a couple of young actors. And so we just, I, I kind of quit immediately and <laughs> just drove out wow. to L.A. on a wing and a prayer. You know, and we had a good life out there. And you, you can have a, you can earn a good life with health insurance, life insurance, and and, yeah. and an interesting variety of work and lots of people who want to, to be entertained. That is a pretty darn good gig for an actor in America. No doubt. Uh, but there's a ceiling out there, too. That's right. right. That's right, exactly. And I felt that we had reached that. And uh, I, I was never terribly ambitious or, or specific in what... I wanted to do, but it's like I can kind of see the gamble I want to make, and um, and I'm happy to make a big leap uh, if it if it seems like the right kind of, of gambit. Mm-hmm. And so we did, and and I tried, um, I tried on camera. I tried, um, didn't I started doing like student movies, but 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 some television shows and on camera commercials, as well as, as voice acting. And, and it, there came a point fairly early on where it's like I have to choose which way I'm going to go I can't everyone's going to be mad at me all the time and, and I won't work very much in anything if I just try to do everything and the most amount of fun for the most amount of money and the least amount of, of effort and work is voice acting for me I yeah. like the lifestyle and I like the people so how how as after you got out here I know there was a buddy who was ushering you out here how soon after you got out here were you able to plug yourself into the LA well, system. Well, uh, you know, I had good experience uh, uh, coming out here, and um, uh, you know, a, good, a pretty good resume. I had a television show on and everything, and uh, you know, that and a couple of bucks will buy you a latte in, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You've got to earn, and not even a large one. Now, you've got to uh, earn people's trust and establish yourself, and that takes time. So, um, I was able to uh, pay our bills uh, with on-camera commercials after a year. Uh, so that was your first big thing doing was on-camera commercials? Yeah, my first as... agent actually was a terrible voiceover agent. <laughs> I got like one audition. Wow. Uh, and that's why I left that agency. Uh, they were good, a good agency otherwise. Um, and then um, things kind of started catching uh, with uh, Cow and Chicken. That was my first uh, you know, significant role in a series, I think. What did you do in Cow and Chicken? I was dad to Candy Milo's mom. And Charlie Adler's cow and chicken and red guy. Jesus. That, that was that was a master class in in voice acting. Yeah. And what you do and how you how you wield that. Yeah. Um, that I learned a lot from 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 that wacky crew and and the people that they brought in and yeah. Chris Zimmerman and, and David Feast and, and it was it was wonderful. And that that was kind of what got me launched. Uh, I think meeting Charlie Adler, the first job I ever did with him, I just re- went. I don't, I I do, I don't know what I don't know where I am right now. That dude, we have to have him on sometime, Elliot. I I know the legend of Charlie Adler. That I've dude never met him. is it. The I I swear I, had that. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, he's a force of nature, um, ultra talented, um, really nice guy. Yeah. I, I I really love working with him. He's a he's a marvelous teacher. Yeah. Well. And he is himself. He's he is, himself. He He's is, Charlie Adler. He is Charlie Adler, <laughs> and he is not a people-pleasing, uh, cow-towing, no. uh, butt-kissing kind of a guy. He's going to call it the way he feels. He it. will, in, and he'll get very colorful. In no uncertain terms, <laughs> yes. That's what I've heard. It's great. That's, that's the legend that it's I've heard. It's fantastic. No, he, when I, I mean, when I, my, I think one of my first classes I ever took was with him, and... Um, 
I was like five minutes late to the first day, and he Uh-oh. just let me have it with both barrels, which he doesn't mean. He doesn't he doesn't mean it in a mean way. Like, get out of here! How's this shit? You know, he just goes right for it. And yeah. I, and I came <laughs> just that close, so close to just like I I don't I don't know. It's like it's like a it's like, in it's like manner. yeah, it's like Madeline Kahn in in What's Up Doc. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I, I'm getting all you know verklempt about that, uh, but I quickly realized that this is this is not you, you can't take it that no, way. No, Char- it's, Charlie's it's, a sweetheart. It's, it's literally him going, dude. You know you're late, right? Yeah. Except he right. does it in the Adler manner. Yes, yes, it's amplified. <laughs> yeah, it's it's highly highly amplified. But I love the guy so much. He's great. So that was that was learning ground doing. Yeah, I learned from show. him. I took a class with Sue Blue. I took a class, uh, I think I learned from Carol Day Kimball, uh, who helped me put together my first commercial demo. And um, I just kind of dug my way in when Hanna-Barbera was doing a lot of shorts. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the whole what a cartoons and all that. They were they were doing a lot of, it's just like, you know, let a, let a, let a thousand tulips bloom. You know, we'll see which ones are the pretty ones uh. that, that we'll make into a show. And, uh, and so they were doing a lot of new shows looking at a lot of new talent, and I got in on that. And then came Space Jam, um, where I got to use a lot of my improv uh, confidence and ability. And you Daffy Ducked it in there, right? Yeah, I was Daffy Duck and Taz. Uh, Taz, they just kind of threw to me uh, as an afterthought. I didn't really, I mean, they didn't have to audition for that one, apparently. But Daffy, I auditioned my way up and in. And the only reason that happened is, I think, because Ivan Reitman wanted... Comedy people. He wanted people that could oh, kind of nice. run with the ball that he would throw to, and you'd, you know, he, he likes to have that. I'm not going to ask you to do Daffy Duck, but I will demand you. Of course I could do Daffy. Listen here, bub. If there's something I love, it's those omega 3 fatty acids. Those are so delicious. Oh, this is great. Do you know how you hit me in my happy place? And Taz. <laughs> Taz is pretty much a series of just nasty ass. Yeah. Like I, I used to. Yeah. Basketball. It's hard not to do that without like hunching uh, yourself. Oh, I know. This is where we need to be on camera yeah, to see yeah. you like transforming into it's that. It's hideous. Little... Perfectly hideous. So, so I, here's so when you, uh, so when you did Space Jam. Had you, did you yeah. already have the reputation for being a man who could make a billion noises? No. So how no, did, no, so I was. I don't even think I was. I was hired to do that kind of stuff. I, I, I didn't even do impressions very much. I, I've never focused on impressions, and I didn't come to town saying I'm going to be the guy who does weird creatures and monsters and aliens. I, I, I just found that once I got here, mm-hmm. that people need that, and yeah. I like that, and right. I, I have monster movies in me. I have animals. And love of biology and all that. I ha- I already have that up and running. Plus, it's highly improvisational. It 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 it's a match. I'm gonna right. pursue this. Yeah. I'm gonna work at this. Th- th- that is to me the most like you do amazing character. And, and I want to talk about some of the characters that you create. But above and beyond that, it really is those things that you do that no one else can do. I remember when I first moved here. Um, I don't know if you're a friend of Nick Jameson, but we were buddies. Yeah, I know him. We were buddies back in Georgia, and I listened uh, D, to his voiceover demo, and I heard his, his demo, which was the most amazing thing I'd ever heard. And I said, if I, didn't, if I wasn't already doing voiceover back in Atlanta, and I heard your demo, I would quit now. Yeah. It made you want to go, I, I, can't, I can't do anything like he's doing. It's, it's really important to not be intimidated 
by someone who's brilliantly good at what they do. That as an artist, you find your own traction doing your thing, doing your own, you know, excavating and refining your own talent, which will be unique and will be your yeah. own thing that you that you embrace and possess, and it's yours. That that's your own force of nature, uh, because it's easy to be really intimidated. But yeah. but it's it's essential to learn from the people who are better than you are. Is there one of those? Not one of the just spoken voices you do. Um, but is there one of the character voices that you created, like one of the either monster or animal voices, sounds voices that you created that like sticks with you or like, ah, oh, I sure love doing yeah. that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Who um, that is? Yeah. Um, well, Momo and Appa in, in Nickelodeon's Airbender series. I loved that show. Uh, and Momo and Appa, I, I mean, they've got they're these really interesting, intelligent uh, kind of spirit animals in a way. And uh, I loved voicing those characters. All I mean, I, I did all the creatures in that in that series as well. But but that show in particular, it's just it's just a wait. No, hold show. on. I'm sorry. Just one second. You said you did all the creatures in that show. I think I did all the creatures you in Airbender. Son Air of a gun. <laughs> so Dimaggio was out of work then, because you're like, I'm not going to throw you any of those. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I've got him. Dimaggio. <laughs> And once here I go, uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm pimping you out. I don't know what the correct term is, but can you lay those? You you do understand I have a genuine joy of this, right? Oh, good. And yeah, Elliot too. Yeah. Elliot oh, and I will sit yeah. here grinning like drunken yeah. Yeah, idiots. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. Uh, Momo and then Appa. Jesus Folks, I wish you could see that. Christ. We, one of these days, Gary, we got to get a camera. We got to do a live stream. We don't. We got to do like a live stream. Of we show. don't. We just don't have the time. What with your can, beard growth? Oh, true. And now, true. Yeah. My, now my love of watching the wind yeah. rustle the leaves about. I, we don't have the time. I, I, I could Instagram live it. Yeah. Uh, next, get yeah, ready to know, Instagram live it. I could Instagram. Uh, Klaus. May, may we discuss Klaus on... Well, Klaus was almost a French fish, as you know. I always tell the story of how they auditioned it French, and I read it German because I speak German. Wait a minute, hold on. I studied German in college. Wait, so when it was written... It was written as he was Francois. Supposed to, and he was supposed to be French. It was supposed to be sexy French fish, and I know German, and it's... To me, to me, it, um, I, I tell the story a lot, but it, it, it's... To me, German is a, is a much funnier and weirder uh, choice. Plus, I, I just got all, I mean, I can sprinkle in all these Germanisms and, and um, I mean, I can do a crappy French accent, but, yeah. but I can do an, an actual German accent and I can add the other weird stuff, which I thought they might want. See, I, I didn't know enough about the animated sitcoms of Fox. Um, pretty much that is the, those are the auditions where you are least um, called to mess with the words. If, if that is true. I have never thought about it, that, but that is absolutely true. If it's a, if it's a, an animated sitcom from Fox, these are writers who run the show, and they wow. want their words read, and often they want it read this certain way. And so, generally speaking, if they're auditioning something, you want to read those words. Yeah. <laughs> you, otherwise, you're going to be ruffling. You might be ruffling some feathers. I didn't really know that, and and again, it's like my improvisational stance is I just want to give you a good offer. I want to give you something that works or that's interesting or that's funny. Mm -hmm. um, I, I knew Seth MacFarlane, 
had worked on he worked on uh, Johnny Bravo and maybe Cow and Chicken I'm not sure but um, but I knew him and he was kind of a wacky guy and kind of a wise ass and so it's like well fuck it this is this this should be as funny as I can do and I'm gonna do something really weird because there's probably 500 people there auditioning and most of them are gonna try to obediently do what they're asked yeah and I don't want to do that not just not to arbitrarily not do that, but because I've actually, I think I got a really good yeah, idea. Yeah, I got a good take mm-hmm. that I think is going to be fun. And so I did that German, and, and they, they went with it. Wow. Yeah. So they were like, Happily. This, this guy's French, and you're like, no. And that show's no, been, no, he's not. And that show's been running now for what, 15 years? Yeah, we just we just finished up our 14th season. Wow. Was, that, yeah. see that, it's, it's when you when you make a, a weird decision like that, <laughs> it's either a terrible choice <laughs> That you never should have even thought if you just looked around and said, what am I doing? Why would you ever think to do that? Or it's a brilliant stroke of, of genius. It just depends how it plays out. This time that you, one, ge- you genius stroke. That one played out very beautifully. That that might have been the best uh, uh, kind of stupid thing I, 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 I did in the past couple decades. Well, it sounds like a gr- just using your improv skills, and and more than that, that's just playing. That's like a good playing skill. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm not gonna follow the French thing. Let's play around with this this whole thing. Yes, that's when good stuff happens. Yeah, because I I mean I know when you're starting a show, you want to have an irresistible dynamic of of irresistible care a perpetual dynamic of irresistible characters. You don't want generic. Generic is like anathema to to anything, but if you want this perpetual motion machine that you just want to watch what it does every single week, mm-hmm. you want to have unique uh, components to that, mm-hmm. not generic. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, French just felt kind of flat. Yeah, and German is like that is a fucking weird choice. Yeah, and it's like sexy, sexy weird German fish. That's that's yeah. an interesting odd choice. Yeah. So. And kudos for them f- to be able to switch gears and go, all right, this is going to be the best thing for our show. But that's why they did it, because yeah. that's going to be the best thing for their show. Yeah, I think that decision was made. Uh, I flattered myself to think that that was made for the right reasons, and, and it served the show the best. Be- because they, they considered after the pilot to go back to French. And you know, wow. my agent said, you know, I, I really want to go to bat for you. I really I want to make sure that you get to audition this as French, because they're thinking they might want to do French. I'm like... You know, uh, you know Jeff Jeff Bennett, Maurice LaMarche, Rob Paulson. I'm sure they've got an amazing I mean, French so in much them. French, not DiMaggio, though. and uh, <laughs> but the other, but the other guys. Well, anybody. These but. are other guys at my agency. <laughs> and, I'm really going to start this fight. You really are. You really. <laughs> I'm pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, we, we can wrestle in the backyard and Instagram that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. About, All right. Yes. Yes. I'll I'll do that. That sounds like fun. <laughs> make, me, make me two of these and I'll do that. Mm. But, so, so you, you were know, like, if so, you if you want that French thing, then there's plenty of guys who can bring yeah, that to. Yeah, I wasn't being a snotty little. It doesn't sound that jerk, way, French. But, I, but it's like you know, that's this is the best I can do, and I don't want to leave them with less than the best that I can do. I don't mm-hmm. want to leave them thinking, oh yeah, well, not only did we not like his German, but um, yeah, that he sent in a French that really <laughs> wasn't so great. I'll never think of D Baker ever again. <laughs> ever again. <laughs> and I'm gonna wipe all of his memory away from. No, him. I want to think that was a weird ass crazy take. We ended up not going with it, but he's a guy who does weird-ass, yeah. funny, easy, crazy takes. That's how I want to be remembered. That's sweet. Yeah. Even if I'm not hired. That's sweet. That's I think that's the long-term uh, perspective. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, before you walked into this room, first of all, it was dimmer in here. Your light has <laughs> shown. Uh, we were talking about. It's because uh, I'm lit. Uh, yeah, yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, your Perry platypus oh, yeah. <laughs> on Phineas. First of all, I love Phineas and Ferb because the original music in every episode. Yeah, it's glorious. It was great. I that's like that to me is just that was, straight up. That show heaven. was the like that was the one that was like the cartoon that we uh, like everybody in my house could agree on. And it was like when we like when when my wife and I would put it on, you know, we'd say, "Hey guys, how about a little Phineas and Ferb?" Because like they'd be, I don't know what they were watching, but it was like, "Oh, we see Phineas and Ferb is on." And they're like, "Oh yeah, okay," and get them to sit down, sit quietly, we would laugh. You know, and, and, and really just enjoy the hell out of that show. And even today, I mean, the kids are teenagers now, and, we, and we'll still say, we'll like, turn on TV and say, uh, eh, how about a little Phineas and Ferb? Or you, and, they you, say, and they say, no way, Dad, we're too old. Uh, but, but I still like it. No, it's a brilliant show. It's brilliant. Well, yeah. You're talking past tense, but I'm looking on his IMDb. By the way, Elliot, people have no idea how I'm multitasking here. I'm eating guacamole. Yes, you are. And I'm on the IMDb. No, I don't know anybody that can do both. I'm double tasking. Yeah. I see Phineas and Ferb announced 2020. What is that about? Well, do I, you want to talk about it? I with your heart. I don't. <laughs> it's accessing heart. I um I you know if it's on IMDb, I guess I can talk about I, it. I, it's I on IMDb. This. It's been yeah. talked about. It's on. IMDb. Yeah, I, I think that they're uh, they're at least making. Uh, I I think it's like a a movie sized thing. That they're going to put on Disney Plus, I, th- I think that's what what we're, what they're they're doing they're to, to leverage the eyeballs over to the new streaming mm-hmm. service. Uh, Disney is, um, you know, they're they're going to w- the awesome content that they can just kind of kick out there, and so they're they're going back and making s- some more of that. So yeah, there's at least a little bit more. I don't know how long they're going to go with that. Fantastic! It's it's splendid. Gary, uh, it's the most amount of money for the least amount of work I've ever, and will, I, ever will make. And you know, I hate to see you work, but I love to see you with money. <laughs> I don't want to see you having to work for your money. No, it's grotesque. It's it's. it's by the way, yeah. Elliot, if you ever <laughs> ride along with me, if you go by his house, uh-huh. it's all gold leaf. Oh, it's that one. It's just little. It's, it's that not, house. It's not gold leaf, you know, on top of stucco or something. Right. It's literally all. Gold leaf. It's a very airy light. I, home. I've driven by that house. One of the times, lighter. I always homes. wondered who lived there. Mm-hmm. So now, thank you for. Clearing and he has one of those in every major city. Wow. So he, and it's all that. It's all that Perry the Platypus. Just to prove the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all paid for by a single. That, that was it. And that was it. That was enough. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's that was it. That, I mean, that that's pretty much the extent of of Perry's. <laughs> Vocalizations, right? Well, there's I mean, occasional snore or an effort sure, that sure. they may bring me in for, but. By and large, it was reprint city. It was just wow. They just reprint that baby in every episode. Holy wow. crap! And um, did they have you do other voices uh, in the? In yeah, the well? it's like here's your package, sir. What are you kids doing over there? You know, it's just right. and that's that's literally it because the rest of the show is Doofenshmirtz right monologuing right, uh, and Perry doing, and that's it. There's there's a Phineas and Ferb episode right there, <laughs> which is without great. without I, the song. Yeah, without the song. No, well, no. You, had a, you had one of Danny's songs, and it's uh, and you got it. It's 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 kind of a perfect show. I, so, forgive me if you have. Have you sang in one of those as Perry? I don't think so. Did you ever? I, I, I you know, I, I don't think we ever tried that. No, I don't think there's a Perry. There's songs about Perry, but Perry. Yeah, with him. You know, like with crew. the sound. 
dropped in there, but not like actually doing. Yeah, a little melodic. Kind a, of thing. A mer- uh, yeah, yeah, Perry melody or anything. I no. just may have made you a lot of money from from the music people. What are those people called? Music people. ASCAP. Oh, from those ASCAP. guys. Or maybe BMI. you may be you may be able to use platinum leaf now instead of well messy gold. Gary. Leaf. If we if we were all paid what we were contractually obligated to be paid, yes, we would all be half again as rich. I think. Uh, how many? <laughs> uh, half again. Uh, uh, really? Oh, oh. I you... think there's a lot. What I'm saying is there's a lot that gets distributed or <laughs> uh-huh. aired or consumed that that's uh, somehow or never... placed in a toy that somehow just doesn't really get on the radar, and there it is. Yeah. But luckily, once again, you and I. Are irreversibly rich. We're already there, so we don't need that extra money laying around. No, it's just—it's like ticks on the back of an elephant. It's yeah. just—it's a mere—it's yeah. a mere inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and really, for whom? <laughs> Who's it an inconvenience for? Uh, not you guys. Not, not, not you. You irreversibly rich men. <laughs> um, what's what's? Wow. By the way, as I said earlier, all those freaking about six hundred credits on there. Is there one that you have coming up soon that you're like, oh, man, I can't wait for people to get this in their ear? Um, well, there's some stuff coming out of Lucas that those who are interested in Star Wars will be very, very interested in. Because you're very big in, in the Star Wars clone kind of situation. I've done a lot of, of, of uh, Star Wars work. I, I was a big fan as a kid. Um, my, my parents made me, I posted the picture of the Jawa costume when I was 13 after... Episode four, A New Hope, came out for Halloween, and um, and I've I've done a lot of work as the clones and other voices in in Star Wars, uh, mostly television, uh, a little bit in the in the first uh, of the of the recent trilogy movies. Um, of, of what numbers are you talking about? The, you saying number one, episode one, or what numbers are you saying? I was I did I did some a little bit of creature sounds in uh, in episode. Seven. Uh, oh, Force, oh, Awa- Force Awakens. Awakens. Oh, oh, Force Awakens. I, I heard you in there. I was a little bit in there. <laughs> yeah. I, I was the first alien who died in the new trilogy. Oh, I wow. gotta go back. He's and like look a now. there's like a redheaded guy with bulbous eyes that's in the tents at night. Yeah, in the desert where they're getting killed. And I'm going <laughs> like that, and 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 then I die, and that. That's the first alien to die in the new trilogy, <laughs> I think. That's a great that's a great credit to have. I mean it's, it's it's just this tiny, tiny little moment, but you know, it's like, hey, there I am. I'm in a Star Wars movie. You're there. So and cool. by the way, the way residuals work, and I know we don't just do this for money. We don't just do this for money. We do it for uh, material. I, I have a lot of heavy and low thread count material from Egypt. Uh, I don't know if you're still getting paid in money. I'm getting paid in textiles. I, I get Egypt, paid. You gotta get that good Egyptian cotton. Egyptian <laughs> cotton. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Anymore. Uh, but I'm just saying, like you're in there as that little character, but that guy now lives on forever. Number one, he's there. He's in the American psyche, and residuals keep coming from the character that you played. You mean in Perry the Platypus or any character? Or? No, like in, in Star... I mean, I'm oh. talking about the iconic film that... No, not film, but iconic set of films Yeah, that Star Wars is. You made it. You're there now. 
Yeah, I'm I'm on board the 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 vast collaboration that is that particular project. Yeah, I'm I'm one of the hands on deck in any case. Now, do you get to tell Lucas what to do next? Once you do that, can you just go into <laughs> George's home and say, "Hey man, you got to bring back first Jar of all, Jar." First of all, you need to buy back your company. You, oh, yeah. Then I've got a plan <laughs> for what we're going to do. That's that's what I'll do. Is I'll, I'll 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 lay it all out so that now, are you do, are you doing this new uh, it's Resistance, right? Are you doing that Star? I know you did, you did Clone uh, Star Wars Clone, right? Star Wars Clone Wars, Wars yep. uh, uh, and um, the Resistance one. I'm I do I do a little bit in that. Okay, and uh, and then we're finishing up the Clone Wars. That's coming up, and uh, and beyond that, you know, I'm optimistic. I think good things are going to happen. I think I, you have a lot of talent in your throat that, uh-huh. I mean, there you have a very, Elliot says, you have an untapped throat. That's, that's what I always say. Uh, Elliot. Yes, sir. We have a lot of time left. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think we should probably. Well, there's a lot of questions. A lot People of pe- were very, very excited. They, and I was upset kind of they were so Steve excited. What do they love you know? Wait a minute, what, was that Bullwinkle? Oh yeah, I love Bullwinkle. Ugh. I've always wanted to take a swing at Bullwinkle, but it's always like cast before they do. I mean, it always because just... they, they have a they have a new Rocky and Bullwinkle, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they do. Do you want me to call them? Would you make some phone calls? I can. No, they it's won't like, be. Me, it's it, like, they I, won't it's, be helpful. It's fine. It, it's it's fine. There's there's with 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 um with beloved characters. There's a lot of attention. There's a lot of oversight. Not as much freedom as, you know, if you need like a, you know, a robot centipede that's attacking, yeah. you know. It's like, I, I'd rather have the freedom of the robot centipede yeah. often. But what you does that did... robot centipede sound like? I need to see a picture. but it... Yeah. I hear a lot of <laughs> foot movement. I'm a little creeped out. <laughs> I hear there was a lot of foot movement. Just an idea. And by the way, he yeah. was a very happy robot. There was nothing. A lot of people thought, oh, is he angry? Like, no. He's just going to get oiled, going to the local maybe oilery. Maybe that was this. Maybe I, that, I mistook discomfort in yeah. needing to be oiled yeah. for, for fearsome. Uh, yeah. D, D. Bradley Baker, uh, Elliot yeah. has something in his hand called a telephone. Mm. Yes, yes. We said, if anyone wants to ask questions of this young man, go right ahead. Mm. And I walked in, I was like, well, you know what? Probably no one wants to know anything. And and Elliot shook his finger in that Dikembe Mutombo basketball player way and said, no, 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 Gary. Uh, no, 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 no. There mm. are too many questions for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start. We're gonna lean, I'm going to lean right into it. I'm eating okay. we're gonna take, we're, You eat some guacamole. I'm going to ask oh. some questions. Uh, we're going to uh, start with Twitter. Uh, Steve Bloom uh, <laughs> says, My brother. says, can I rent, uh, he, he would like to know, can you rent a few of your, your sinus creatures, uh, especially the boogery ones? For you, <laughs> for you, you can just have. Boogery. <laughs> that was so visceral. That's for Steve. I love Steve. He's awesome. Uh, He's a good guy. Another, another, another vocal talent. Uh, all right. Uh, Richard uh, Almazan asks, uh, D, are you going to reprise as Daffy Duck in Space Jam Two, which is coming out in 2021? Oh, uh, I don't know that it's coming out in 2021. Um, actually, I don't know anything about it. 
I actually, I just hope I get to audition for it. <laughs> I hope so too. But uh, but you never know. I mean, the big properties like that, it, it it's um, it you just don't know. I, I would I would love to to take a swing at that again. Um, so I I don't know. I wish I knew more. May I ask? Um, yes. With a mouthful of guacamole, please. Were you doing all solo records just by yourself in that, or were you in there with the other? players when you did Space Jam. They usually had us um, had, had us together as a group That's in Space great. Jam, in the original one. Do oh, you find cool. that to be more fun, or would you rather just go in and knock your stuff out? Uh, depends on the project. Um, if, it, if, it, if it gives you the best uh, performance, and there's a lot of back and forth, and, and even a lot of improv mm-hmm. with it, then, uh, then the ensemble is more fun. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets you a better show. Um, if it's all kind of cut and dried and it's pretty much what it is, then, um, then you can do it either way, but Mm -hmm. it's probably more efficient, uh, and as effective to just record everyone separately. In, in, uh, American Dad, you guys are separate records in that? Yeah, we have a table read where we put it all on its feet, you know, as you know, uh, reading straight through and put the whole thing on its feet, like a, like a radio play. Uh, and then they just record us separately, Mm -hmm. which is fine because they know what they want. And no. we're not like improvising lines in a show mm-hmm. like that. You're reading exactly the words that are written, pretty much. Gotcha. So yeah, either way is fine though. All right, all right, good. Um, okay, so hey, so listen, everybody. There was a lot of questions, and I'm not going to be able to read all of them today. But but so oh. if I didn't read your question, please don't be offended. Uh, and write Gary and give him yeah, the, you complain can, I, complain to him. Okay. Um. So uh, uh Andre Nassif uh, uh at Andre D12 on Twitter. Uh, he he's he's written in with a correction. Uh, he says oh. that that real Tom Kenny voices Mr. Wink and D Bradley Baker voices Mr. Fib and they need to they need to fix that error on behindthevoiceactors.com. Well, can you can you D is that something that you can take care of? Um I don't know if anybody would listen to me. Um I mean IMDb won't they won't, they won't fix things that I've asked to fix. You know like saying that I I was not involved with the Airbender feature film at all. I wasn't involved with the Frankenweenie feature film at all, but but IMDb says I was. It's like I tell them I wasn't, and they just leave it. Huh. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know who they listen to or who to who to contact about uh, the accuracy of things like that. I wish I could. I wish I could, but I don't know how. But were right. you emotionally involved with the Airbender? Did you have an emotional connection to it? Maybe that's what IMDb. Not the is movie. Feeling. No. Okay. So no. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Well, there it is. The television series yeah. I love deeply. The movie. Well, you can ask any fan what they think of that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Uh, uh, from at J the Goofy Goober. Uh, he wants to know. Right, I, I, he or she. What 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 was the uh, what was the most difficult character uh, to voice? That's a good question. That is a good question. I mean, we're all munching on items right now not me i'm talking you're talking yeah uh really for me the most look the most challenging thing to overcome is something that makes you step outside the boundaries of what you've imposed upon yourself and um and for me uh was was dialing up the clones in the clone wars was something that i did not think i would ever have the capacity to do i would not cast myself at it i wouldn't think i could bring that wouldn't wouldn't even think of uh but then to to audition for it and then just against all against any expectation I would ever have to book that and then to go ahead and flesh these guys out and make them real and really find how to do that from within me it's it's just such a it's such a gift as an artist to have opportunities 
to stretch your wings and to find new things that are within you that you never suspected. And that I found um, doing, doing work for uh, the Clone Wars, and, and, and I'm forever grateful of that. You know, it, it's a real precedent to see that you have more in you than you thought, and to be able to bring that out and to have people love it, that's, that's even better. So I'm going to say the clones. Wow. wow. There you go. Uh, and, and, and Very yeah. eloquent, by yeah. the way. Oh, thank very you. eloquent. Thank you. All right. So you know, the oh, same thing they say about like a black politician. You, you speak very, <laughs> you speak very, very well. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Uh, so uh, uh, Julian uh, Julian Fishman on Twitter at anime game lover sixty three. Uh, don't get him confused with anime game lover sixty two. No. Right, that um, that he, he wants to know what, what what do you think is the funniest character you've ever voiced? Mm, Another good funniest. question. Yeah. yeah. Funniest. Um, Man, I think Daffy Duck is pretty funny. Um, ah, it's it's. I mean, it's hard to narrow that kind of stuff down. Funny. Uh, I mean, mm, I I just don't really have a catalog in my head of all the the things that that have amused me so much. Um, there's some Klaus stuff that that makes me that really makes me laugh. Um, I, it's probably something. Uh, I, I mean, how do you choose? I, I I don't know how you choose that. Well, there's so many. I mean, it, it was it was really fun being Daffy Duck and having people laugh uh, at Daffy Duck. That that's a really great feeling right there because mm-hmm. I, I love Daffy Duck. Uh, and talk about an iconic. You were saying yeah. earlier how hard, like if you're trying to play some iconic character, but Daffy Duck, that's an iconic character that a lot of attention had to be paid to yeah. what you were doing. Well, there. yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I, I felt like I made a good swing at it. I don't know if I do the da- the best Daffy Duck in the world, uh, frankly. I I, um, I think um, Joe Alasky did a really just a dead on great Daffy Duck. I always felt that. Um, and I, um, what was my point? What were we talking? I was about? talking about the iconic. Oh earlier right, yeah. you were saying right. How? Well, I mean, so I mean, the the trick with doing something like that with a lot of voice matches or or character recreations of something that everybody knows is that you're not just replicating it, but you're generating that character. You're finding this character within you, and then you can riff, and you can improv, and you can make that character live and, 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 and totally alive, apart from the words that you're given. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that, that is the trick with any, anything like that, is you're not just saying, you know, what's up, dog, or that's despicable. You're, you're, you, you can talk. You can, you can read a cereal box. You can, you can do anything yeah. as this character. That's, it's, a different, it's a different depth of, of capacity to, yeah. to deliver that. Rock on. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, a couple more questions from Twitter, okay. and then uh, yes. we'll jump over for fast one for face, from yeah. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Fast. Okay. Fast. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Q48. Q. Uh, Q. Hey, Q is good. I, I, you know, I, uh, he is asked question. Uh, quite, he asked a question on one of our last episodes that I didn't get the answer, so I want uh, ask. So I want to make sure we answer. Uh, got to ask a question for him today. He says, uh, "Hey, D. Bradley Baker, if you can answer this one on the air, why in the world did you owe Chris a margarita on a Saturday? We were all too busy to to find out." Oh, Chris. Now, a that's a very specific a question. Oh, um, well, uh, this is this refers to um, Chris Salter. Chris Chris Zimmerman, uh, uh, voice director extraordinaire, and she wanted to um, she I, I wanted to have a margarita with her at some point because I haven't seen her in a while, and I, I heard that she was teaching a class, and uh, and 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 I 
and so I, I, I crafted a margarita and brought it and delivered it to her at, in, I interrupted the class, and I brought her a margarita, and then I left. Wow, so That's he must have, classy. He must have been in that class when you just yes. showed up with uh, a margarita, yes. and I'm out. Yes, I know Q. That's, yes, I know who, I knew who that is. That's, that is hilarious. That's pretty funny. So right. I gave her a margarita. Well, there we go. I need to start doing that more often. A really good one, too. That's a great idea. And just go. Yeah. I'm in. I like you are. Idea. And yeah. good day. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. That's it. That's a good idea. <laughs> You've inspired me to drive drinks around the friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, last one from Twitter. At uh, Faceless Geek. We've had questions from this guy before, and I have suspicions about who it is. Uh, Do you know what, who this is? What, I don't. All right. Well, what, we know, we have our suspicions, and yeah. we're going to find out on a, on a future show. Yeah. Uh, what was it like working with uh, 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 Diedrich Bader uh, to help him find his, his and this is the in parentheses, Moby Dick? Uh, I mean, working with, with Diedrich is always a living nightmare. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, um, uh, this is this is referring to... Uh, uh, Dan Povemeyer's uh, Swampy Marsh's musical, the guys who made Phineas and Ferb, they created a musical about Moby Dick. Ah. And Dietrich was, was the lead character in that. We did a table read, I mean, a, a script reading of it last night with the music, and I did some incidentals in that. Like literally last night? Last night. Yeah. Okay. okay, so that, that pretty much settles it in my mind that mm. Faceless Geek and Diedrich Bader are one. And Diedrich, we're going to get you on the show, and we're going to get the truth out of you one way or another. He's, um, he's awesome. I love him. Were you able to help him find a character? Yeah. Because he needs a lot of help finding yeah, he, characters. He, he, I, I pulled him aside. Yep. Before, <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> and not gently either. No, no. Come here. No. <laughs> Slap him by the back of the neck like a granddad. Get over here. <laughs> yes, I took him around behind the airfoil. Yeah. And, uh, and we had a talk. <laughs> Wait, because, you know, you're helping others. You're helping him. Yeah. And he needs to know some that. talent. You just it just it just it just flows out of you like an atom bomb. Yep. Other talent needs to be fluffed up a little. Yeah. And so I I I, I was there for him. I think atom bombs are the flowiest bombs of all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever even heard that. It flows out of you like an atom bomb. <laughs> if you've ever watched an atom bomb explode, Gary, they just they very flow. Yeah. Have you ever worked with Charlie Adler? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You've seen an atom bomb flow. Yes, I have. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So we're going to go over to Facebook. Uh, I have to, I'm obligated to uh, ask this question because my brother, uh, Dan, uh, Dan Blake, asked it. He, he wants to know uh, Do you ever feel nostal- nostalgic about Space Jam? And related to that, uh, do you ever visit the website for Space Jam, which apparently has remained untouched for the last 23 years? Wow. Um, uh, I had a lot of fun doing Space Jam. Um, it, um, I mean, I, 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 um, most any gig that I do that I enjoy, I would love to and happily go back to do again. And I would happily do that again, but I don't know if I'd call it nostalgia. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, there's a, there's a good compendium of weird, fun things I'm doing now, but, um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to go to make that and to do that. And, uh, it's, it's, it's more of the this chapter in life when you're starting out and and you're suddenly on kind of it's like the big circus comes to town and the clown asks you up on the float and you're up on the clown float and you're with the clowns and and everyone's cheering off to the side and there's popcorn and everyone's happy and and you're with the clowns and then at the end of the block then the clowns let you down off the float and the and they continue back to where the circuses are parked and the tents are pitched 
and then you wave goodbye and then and then the clown float parts over <laughs> and that's either sad or it's this wonderful thing that you had and you know well if another clown float is coming by or a lion float is coming by sooner or later then it's okay there's a fair amount of clown floats in hollywood it turns yeah. out <laughs> so, wow <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, how, how are we doing on time? Do we have time for, for yeah, maybe one or two more? Just do two more two and more. let this man, just let just, this man just flow. Let, let him be. flow. Let him flow like, yeah, an, like atom an atom bomb. bomb. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. A couple from, a couple from Instagram. Uh, I am Marianne Buckley. Uh, wants to know, D, uh, what, do you, what do you find is your greatest physical challenge working in voiceover animation? My greatest physical challenge? Yeah, I thought that was an interesting question. Um... Well, I mean, the physical challenge ultimately is not to undermine yourself, is not to wipe out your own voice by just overloading your, your, your instrument and then not being able to deliver what they want. So that's the greatest challenge. And, excuse me, and you, you learn to avoid that with um, lots of training and lots of experience and, and that kind of stuff. Guys, the phone's ringing. Elliot, yeah, I have what? to go let my son in. He's outside the house. You should let him in. While while I do that, we're yes. not going to edit this at all. Oh no no, you can ask that. All last right, question. I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to ask. I'm going to. Yeah, I got to get out of here. I got to go. Let ask, let let, that let kid your in. son in. That's okay. Let all right. Uh, here's a uh, here's a good question. You know, so many of these people on Instagram asked very kind of anticipatory questions. Oh. What we were going to talk about. Oh. So I don't feel like I have to ask a lot of these questions. Oh, but, okay. But this one from uh, Jesse Dot Liza. Uh, wants to know, do you have any tips for someone uh, interested in, in becoming uh, in getting started in a career in, 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 as a voiceover artist? Yeah, I love that question. Here's my tip. Go to IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com. That is my website that has all the advice and everything that I've learned about acting and voice acting from my life for free in all of its long-winded glory f- uh, for you. And if you're interested in becoming an actor or, or in Hollywood or in animation voice acting or anything like that, Go to IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com. It's all there. I missed everything you just said. I actually went downstairs to let the Ethan in. Yeah. But instead, I got caught up and I went on the internet. Oh, yeah. And I went to IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com. <laughs> and I enrolled. That, I <laughs> no, hope you learned So what were no, you guys talking there's about? There's no enrollment. It's all free. And I enrolled. There's no ads. There's It's all just information. I sent a lot of money. And, good job. <laughs> I sent a lot of money. Oh, so in. fast. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's a very fast process. Yeah, well, that's But that's, that's a big. great place to start. Okay, excellent. Um, all right, I think that was a lot. All right, that, 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 that's it, I think, for the questions. But we did get a comment from a guy, and I'm just going to say his, his, his on just Instagram, say just say his, his username. Who the? It's Young Dick Beans. Okay. And I just, I kind of, I thought that you gotta, you gotta have a certain amount of gumption to call to yourself, call yourself yeah, young, young, dick dick, young Dick Beans. Come oh. in here, Young Dick Beans. Father. Tell your father. But what was it? What was Dick Beans' comment, by the oh, way? Oh, uh, uh, he, uh, he said, uh, he's, he's verifying that D was number four and number two. No. Uh, no? In Cody and Kiss Next Door? I'm assuming that's what he's referring to. No. Uh, I, I was Dick the, Beans. I was the brother I was the brother of number two, but I was not number two. I was number four and the brother of number two. Okay. The well, younger uh, brother. Oh, there you go. Wow, young dick beans. I, you, didn't, you, didn't, yeah. you didn't know that you were going to get your question corrected. Yeah. Young dick but beans you go. got schooled. Got schooled. Yeah, yeah, that's what you get for having a name like young dick. Yeah, I guess four, so. Number four and code named Kids Next Door. And then uh, Tommy, I think, was like that. Just He was just the younger version of number two. Wow. 
I think that's what that was. There you go. Oh. Unless I miss my guess. We've we've asked every question. That we can have, ask, man. That, we, that can be asked. Look, thank you. I don't know how to say that in German. Do they even say thank you in Germany? I don't know. In a very severe way. <laughs> how do they? That's a great. They how say they, they say Danke. Oh, yeah. danke. oh that is oh, severe. Danke, yeah, danke. Danke schön. It's got to it's got to have a percussive consonant in there somewhere. Hit much. me with that again. Danke schön. Danke schön. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Dun ich, ich bedanke mich recht herzlich vom ganzen Herzen. Right. I agree. I, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh. Is what that yeah, yeah, is. I agree. I yeah. agree. I, I agree with that. It turns out? Dude, seriously, thank you for taking some time on what I assume to be is your busiest Saturday ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is no. This is a. This is a, 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 a. This is Freedom Saturday. Before, actually, I'm going tomorrow with my family, and we're going to see the new Star Wars Land at Disneyland. I heard it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see that. And and so today is a day of of, of relative peace and space. And I'm so glad to share it with you guys. Dude, well, thanks for sharing. You are seriously one of the most. I could I could just say Unbearable. I could say one. You are. As equally or more talented than anyone. I don't know anyone who's more talented in the voiceover world than you. Oh, Let me just say that for I, real. I appreciate I, you. Whenever I'm in a booth with you, I just look over there and go, I don't. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Thank you. The feeling, the feeling is very much mutual. I know. I, 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 I know. We're I think both. you are splendid. You're We're a, both. You're a flowing atom bomb We're, oh, of, 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 <laughs> of marshmallow fluff. <laughs> Uh, Elliot, Gary. let's ask that question All and right, get out time, of here. It's time for the ultimate question. Oh, the ultimate question. question. The ultimate question. Save that. We're going to use it in future yeah, shows. Definitely save. Because um, <laughs> he was acting not on the outtake of air. That was on the inhale. No, yeah, I don't. That was an inhale. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, there's wow. look. I'm not a voice actor. Okay. There are things I can't do. Right? That's that's pretty amazing. There's things. Yeah. All right. The ultimate question. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> it's the simple thing. Where, 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 D? Where, pray tell. Where? where can people find you on the social medias? Oh, 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 okay. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, uh, D. Bradley Baker on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, uh, and if you have questions about voice acting from my website, I want to be a voice actor.com. There's also that. That's, That's right. very and you cool. Got, do you have anything uh, coming up that you want to, that you want to give a, a final plug? A final <laughs> I'm, I, I think I'm Boots the Monkey in the Dora the Explorer movie. <laughs> What, you think you, you are? I, well, you never know. Did, you, did they gonna... drug you and you just woke up behind the microphone and you <laughs> yeah. saw the script in front of you? But well, like, it's like they I bring do... you in and do something and then you go to see it's like, that's that? not me. Or they didn't use me. Or that's a sound effect. Or it's, so, I, I... so you did it, but you can't tell if it's you. When you... The theater broke my heart, Gary. Yep. And it can't happen again. <laughs> it can't happen. <laughs> never again. Never again. <laughs> but they, they asked me to the premiere... Um, uh, which I I can't make because I'm I'm with my family at Star Wars Land tomorrow. <laughs> but, but that's but, a good sign but, though that that I, you're in the movie. I, I'm, I'm yeah, it's, so I'm probably in it. But if if you want to take the kids to go see the Dora movie, which I thought was the stuff I I, I saw of it looked very fun. Uh, I think I'm Boots the Monkey. He may be Boots the Monkey. That's what he wants to tell <laughs> All right. people. That's okay. a high probability. All right. Very good. Gary, uh, yeah. where can where can people find you uh, on, on uh, Instagram? I am at Gary Anthony Williams. On Twitter, I am at Gary. 
A. William. Very good. So and Elliot? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Elliot Blake, E-L-L-I-O-T-B-L-A-K-E. You can find my book, Create 100 Cocktails, a home bar, gu- home bar guy's deep dive into the art of cocktail creation uh, in print on Amazon and uh, as a digital uh, PDF on Gumroad. You can follow the show if you are so inclined, and I believe you are. They're I believe inclined. you are. They're inclined. Uh, on Twitter, at Gary and Elliot. On Instagram, uh, at Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. Uh, on the web, daydrinkingwithgaryandelliot.simplecast.fm. You can email us, daydrinkingwithgaryandelliot at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the show, and I know you've enjoyed they the had, show, they, they, had, they to. had to have enjoyed today's they had show. To. I. <laughs> it's impossible for them not to like today's show. <laughs> With that tender little voice, it's so, they got it's it. so adorable. Don't break My that little heart. heart. Is breaking right now. Don't make me sad. <laughs> oh, damn. Don't make him sad. No. Enjoy the show. No, go what do the, they need to do to, you, well, to, to stop to, that? To stop that, that poor, tender little voice from, from crying and breaking its tiny little heart. Go on uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this show. And give us, I believe the maximum number of stars you can get now is like 504. 504. 504. Give us that many. <laughs> yeah. Or you're going to get that guy. Yeah. So 504 stars. Uh, and, uh, and, or you could give us, you could give us a, a written review. Uh, we would love, we would love both. And tell your friends. And then the most important thing you can do, the most important thing you can do today or any day of the week is hit the subscribe button. That's how we. That's how. That's how we help find. Uh, that helps us find great listeners like you. The most important thing you can do is love someone, Elliot. We're being that, a bunch. This is a bunch of bullshit. Now we're making it about us. The most important thing you can do minute, is wait, love wait, someone wait. after you hit the subscribe button. Okay. 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 After you hit the subscribe and button. and up your omega three fatty acids. You got it. Oh, and yeah. get off these greens, right? Yeah. The omega sixes are killing us, folks. Yeah. But how many? <laughs> First of all, thanks for being my dietitian, mm. Elliot. Yeah. Did Aaron. you have any more words? Just, just thank you. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Glad to be back in your ear holes, guys. When you're sitting around listening to television and watching your animations, and you hear the voice of a tiny young girl or a warthog or a just a, a, a cricket? A cricket chirping deep into the night. And you pop open a bottle of fine booze. And it's night, but you're day drinking. <laughs> Remember to do so responsibly. Thank you, Mr. Baker. Oh, thank you guys so much. This was the best thing ever. <laughs>